0: Seminarians are always asked to give their vocation story. People love to hear why anyone would be crazy enough to want to be a priest now. But here's the deal. My vocation story is not mine. Why do I say that? Well, because of the simple fact that there is no way that I would ever be able to write this story by myself. If it was up to me and my own story writing capabilities, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be in this chapel today preaching and praying with you all if it wasn't for something else going on in my life. If it wasn't for someone else writing the story. So as far as I can see it, the only reason that I'm here right now is because God can write a way better story than we can. God can write such a better story than anything that we can concoct by our own creativity, by our own efforts, by our own just way of going about things. How boring our stories would be if we tried to write them ourselves. How predictable would they be? How self-centered and empty? God wants to write a better story than we could ever invent and he wants to start right now In your heart. We see this on display in our gospel today. In that classic parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, both of them go up to the temple to pray, and in a real way, they go up to the temple to share their story with God. But what's the difference between their two stories? Let's take a look at the Pharisee first. His story is all about himself. He is in control, right? He is the one writing his own story. I am not like the rest of humanity. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on my whole income. He's the author. God is just a spectator at best, an irrelevant, distant figure who, as the Pharisee seems to think, is just lucky to be able to hear how awesome he is. And the tax collector, what about him? Well, he stands away off to the distance, barely even looking up to heaven, and he cries out, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And in that one single phrase, he shares his entire story with the Lord. And notice how his words leave room for God to step in. He allows God some space for a real conversation to actually happen. Whereas the Pharisee's heart is closed in on himself, with all of his energy directed inward, the tax collector opens his heart upward and outward, and he directs his soul to God and lets him fill in the blanks, lets him to take up the story, and to take him wherever he would. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Be the author of my entire life, he seems to say. Take it, please. I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I'm messed up. I can't do this on my own. Be merciful to me. God can work with a heart like that. God can enter into a heart like that, regardless of how sinful it is, regardless of how broken or messed up it is. The tax collector is willing to risk everything, and he presents himself to the Lord, saying, you take over, Lord. You can write a way better story than I can. St. Paul, who we heard from in our second reading today, learned this beautiful lesson in dramatic fashion. And in this second letter to Timothy, we hear Paul looking back on his whole life story. And at first, we may think that he sounds a lot like the Pharisee from the gospel, I have competed well, he says. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. But there's something so much different about the way that St. Paul says those words. Before his conversion, he was a lot like the Pharisee, though. He was the guy who was a Pharisee of Pharisees. In his own words, he says he was circumcised on the eighth day. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Hebrew, born of Hebrews, as the law As as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness of the law, he was blameless. Paul thought, before Jesus crashed into his life, that is, he thought he had his story down. He thought he had his story completely figured out, perfectly crafted. He was in control. And yet, as he writes elsewhere in his letters, he says, but whatever gain I had, I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss, he says, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Paul came to see that the life of Jesus Christ was the only story that was worth living. And once he could see that fact, he was free. He considered everything else to be complete garbage compared to the vast and beautiful story God was working out in him, working out for his salvation. It is no longer I who live, he writes, but Christ who lives in me. It's Christ's story now living through Paul for the whole world to be converted. Believing that, He became a lot like our tax collector from the gospel, right? He was able to throw himself on his knees and say, Lord, be merciful to me, the foremost of sinners, St. Paul says. Be merciful to me, a sinner. Write your story in my heart. It's only from that brutally honest prayer that St. Paul can, can say in today's second reading those incredibly bold words. I have kept the faith. I have finished the race. I have competed well. I fought the good fight. St. Paul discovered the immense joy that God is a better storyteller than he is. And the story God told through him was a life that was shaped like the cross, a life that was shaped like the resurrection, the empty tomb, a life that was shaped by the mighty rushing wind of the Holy Spirit, a life handwritten, By the love of the Father. So the question the Lord wants to ask us today is simple. Who is writing your story? Are we like that Pharisee working really hard to be the author of our own life? A life that is ultimately trying to be all about ourselves. Or are we willing to become like that tax collector... Abandoning our our own idea of our life story into the hands of our merciful king, who is a masterful author. He's able to write joy and peace into our hearts. God's story is always better. He wants to give us his own story of eternal life. Listen to him. He says to each of us right here and now in every single pew in this little chapel. He says this, you are my beloved child there is nothing you can do to prevent me from loving you you don't have to impress me you don't have to convince me that you are worth my attention you already have it eternally i have a plan for your life yes i know you're weak yes i know you're going to mess up and fail repeatedly probably a lot of times more times than you care to admit but it's in that weakness that my strength will be revealed I've already gone to the absolute bottom for you. You can't go any lower than I've already gone to save you. And when you find yourself down at the bottom there, you can look around and see that the Lord is there, that he is actually really there with you. He's crafting your story in the pit, in the mud, in the the gross stuff that you don't want to share. That's where the story happens. That's where God wants to be. We have to go there. We have to trust him enough to go down there. And to be with him. And to allow him to write our stories. We have to really lay our lives down and let the Holy Spirit be invited into our hearts to welcome him as the spouse of our soul. And in that moment of freedom, in that place of true freedom, we can really say like St. Paul did, I have competed well. But only because Jesus competed in us. God's grace competing in us. We can say, I finished the race. But only because Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. We can say that God, I've lived everything that I could. Because it is not we who live, but Christ who lives in us. That's a worthwhile story. That is the only story that's really the thing that's going to fulfill us. So why do we not trust God? I know I don't. I I try to keep him from writing his story all the time. And yet he keeps on beckoning me, and he keeps on beckoning you as well, to let him become the author of your life. That is a vocation story. That's what it's all about, to let God tell the way better story that he has to tell.